say God bless you. Just a minute. I want to say God bless you and a happy Mother's Day. First, I want to identify all the mothers in the different category. I want to say happy birthday to the mothers who God has used to nurture, to love, to care, to support, and to bless children. And these mothers are the mothers who have labored in childbirth and the mother their children. To the mothers who have adopted children, to the mothers who are foster care mothers, to the grandparents who have become mothers over and over for different reasons. Mother, happy Mother's Day. To the mothers from the blended families, I wanna say happy Mother's Day. And to the mothers who are mothering, the aunts who are mothering their nieces and nephews because of different circumstances, happy Mother's Day, God bless you. To the mothers who mother the children from the community, God bless them. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day. And to the teachers who are educators who mother many children while they prepare them for their place in this world as professional. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to those two. And to the mothers who have gone the extra mile, the single mothers all alone. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you too. And to the mothers with stepchildren and all the mothers, as God has used you as a woman in the capacity to nurture and to care and to love, God bless you all. Have a wonderful day as we all acknowledge your labor of love for your children. It will not be in vain. And lest we forget, I want to acknowledge those who today with mixed emotion, acknowledge this day because they have lost a, a mom or they, are, or they have lost a child. We want to say greater sympathy as you too reflect in your own way, in your own quietness. You might visit the grave. You might choose to go over pictures, call up a family member quietly, however you choose to reflect and your mom or your child whom you have lost. God bless you. And remember, in John 14, verse 18, God says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Let us never forget those as well. We know your day won't be for some of us. We are going to dinner. We are sending cards. We're calling. We're worshiping. We're celebrating. But we don't want to forget those who too are grieving at this time. And so as I end off this little section, I want to say a poem from Helen Steiner Rice to all of us mothers. And this is what it says. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. It is patient and forgiving. When all others are forsaken and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking, it believes beyond believers, beyond believing. 
When the world around condemns, it glows with all the beauty of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining. It defies all explanation. And it still remains a sweet light, and it still remains a secret, a many splendored miracle man cannot understand and another wondrous evidence of God's tender guiding hands. Mothers all over, I say today, God bless you all. Our, our labor of love is not in vain. May we continue to love and nurture as God uses us in his kingdom here on earth for the kingdom to come. That's my, my will say and my acknowledgement to all us mothers today as I turn over to my husband. Good morning, church. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. And a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers online. Those who are at home, wherever they are, it's your day today. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day. I'm honored to be asked to bring this message today. And I ask for your prayers that the Holy Spirit is the one who, hear, who you hear speaking and not my own words. I thank Pastor Bode for inviting me to bring this message on his pulpit and his wife. So I just want to thank you both for inviting me to on this occasion. We're living in a time when mothers are facing great challenges and difficulties on a daily basis. And they are the least appreciated single mothers, I would say most of all. Before when Pastor Bold mentioned about mothers, I wanted to take this opportunity to speak about mine. I have two mothers. They're my wife, my mom, and my aunt. Now, for each one, my mom, she, from how I know her from, a, from infancy growing up and I had the sense to recognize what's going on. She has been a single mom and my aunt took the place of a dad. So I grew up with both of them. She, they both work like, I don't, I mean, they're constantly working, put it that way. Now, they weren't Christians where they went to church but they were Bible-believing folks who didn't hinder me from going to church. They encouraged me, even though I went by myself. You see where the Holy Spirit actually was working in my heart from a young child that I had a desire to go to church. And they gave me every opportunity to do so. Now, my mom, when she migrated from Jamaica and came here, I was glad when the barrels came and the stuff came, but I did not know what it took to send those barrels. I just enjoyed it. And when you think of mothers, they are not given the amount of admiration and thankfulness as they should, because I was just saying, my mom is in this, in, 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 as we would say back in the days, in America, and we got stuff. But I didn't know the winter storms that she went through 
to, to, to provide those things for me. So my aunt was the one who raised me most of the time in Jamaica. And at that time, that's where I learned my, my youthful, my youth, my youth days of um, morality and so forth. Now, my aunt never had a child. She was childless. And everything that I knew as a child is what she taught until I got older and migrated to the state. So when I got here, when I got to the States and I found out that my mom was working so hard, I did everything that I could to go to college without she having to bear that burden. And I thank God, the Lord so much for her, her sacrifice. I'm so sad to know though that she died before I could really help her, give her back what I wanted to after I achieved the, the profession that I wanted. But I'm thankful that even though she did not attend church, my wife was the one who brought her to Christ when she was in her dying days. And she died of cancer. My wife was the one who brought her the love of God and brought her the opportunity to accept God as her Lord and Savior. So in spite of she not being here, I know she is in a better place than I would ever think of. Now, it shows how much, it shows how much we need to appreciate mothers. There was a story that was told. A man stopped in a flower shop and he wanted to purchase, he wanted to order some flowers for his mom who lived 200 miles away. He wanted the flowers wired. So when he was going and he saw a little girl sitting on the curb sobbing. So he asked her, what's wrong? She said, I want to buy a red rose for my mom, but I only have 75 cents and the rose costs $2. So he, he smiled and said, come on in, I'll buy it for you. So he bought it and he offered to give her, um, take her home. She said, okay. She directed him to the cemetery. And when he observed, she placed that, robe, that rose on a dog, um, dugout um, um, burial plot that is her mom lay. After seeing that, he went back to the shop, canceled the order, bought a bunch of bouquet and drove the 200 miles to visit his mom and wishing her happy Mother's Day. So it just shows there are times when we become so busy and we feel that we, have, we don't have the time to do this or do that. We need to remember all the important things that what a mother does in our upbringing and therefore we need to uh, keep that in mind. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I just wanna thank you for this opportunity dear Lord to speak about what you have used women that you have created in this world to be mothers, women of God, women, um, women who provides, women who sacrifice, women who 
shows us your image, dear. You have created them for a purpose, and that is to glorify you. Because without them, there will be no world to multiply and to fill. So, Lord, we just thank you for this another opportunity. And I pray, dear God, that you will speak through my lips, empty my vessel, dear Lord, and fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Our scripture for today is from Proverbs 31, 25 through 29. And it says, strength and dignity are her clothing and her possession is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future, the latter, the latter day or time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. She opens her mouth in skill and godly wisdom and, and, and on her lips and, and on her tongue is the law of kindness, which is given counsel and instruction. She looks well on how things go in her household and the bread of idleness, such as gossip, discontent and self-pity, self she will not eat. Her children rise up and call her blessed, happy, fortunate and to be envied and her husband boasts and praises her. Many daughters have gone virtuously, nobly and well with strength of character that is steadfast in goodness, but you excel, excel them all. And these are the words of God for a godly mother. It is said, motherhood is more than being a mother. When a mother, when a woman has biological children or not, whether a woman has bio, biological children or not, she must remember that God's purpose for motherhood are bigger than her. While children certainly bring joy and pain, they are blessings to steward, to steward, to steward for a greater purpose than a mother's personal happiness. Great, God created mothers and motherhood so that his image and glory might be multiplied across the face of the earth. So as we stayed in, Without mothers, there would be no multiplication on, across the face of the earth. And when her image was marred by sin, God allowed motherhood to continue so that he might send a redeemer. And we know that who that is, both human and divine, to bring salvation to the world. And that's from Genesis 1.28, when the Lord gave her gave Eve that promise. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption son. Galatians 4, 5, 4 through 5. Now, we know the Lord creates every one of us for a purpose. And he has created mothers for a purpose. God's original plan is that humans would fill the earth and steward it. That's Genesis 1.28. That project is, un is unsustainable without mothers who give birth to the humans who will cultivate God's great creation. Even after the first created woman 
and man tarnishes the goodness, beauty, and simplicity of that plan with disobedience, God never gives up on her or the plan. It is after their transgression and the entrance of sin, division, and even death that Adam sees evidence of God's grace in his partner, who is fittingly called Eve, because she will be the mother of the living. Death will not have the final word, and the hope of God's plan will continue through her because she will bring forth We see with everything that God does is for a purpose. We may not understand it. We may not like it. We may not want it. We may not be able to do it as we think the way it should be done, but God has his plan and he does whatever he wants in his manner and in his time. For Christians, the celebration honoring motherhood through the lens of God God's revelation is at the heart of our, of our faith. So when we talk about um, Mother's Day, when we look at her through the, the lens of God, we see a different person than how the world looks at mothers. We look at a mother, not because she's perfect, but because God has sent, put us in her life with great sacrifice for his image to be portrayed. It is said that, I'm glad this, the video showed it, Jochebed, had a difficult time getting the word uh, pronounced. Jochebed, which is Moses' mother, she protects her baby. This baby became the man God chooses to lead people out of Israel, people of Israel out of slavery. So she, she, because of her, her protection of her child, that's, of course, the love of a mother, that God used her to, to have her, have her um, protect her son who became the man who would, would save a nation from slavery. And yet without Jacob's ingenuity, care, and grit, God's deliverance through Moses would not have would not have happened. Jochebed find herself pregnant in an era of genocide. That's the time when Pharaoh wanted all the babies of the Israelites, slaves killed. But she said, not mine. But instead of throwing her newborn into the Nile, she hides him for three months. In addition to the physical weariness and lack of sleep in the early weeks after giving birth, she shoulders the constant fear for her life, for his life. And when she no longer, she could no longer hide his cries, she again resists the forces of death by placing him in a homemade basket on the brinks of the night. We know this placement is not haphazard. Since, since Pharaoh's daughter, often come to that part of the river today. But Jochebed returns home by this point, having her daughter to keep watch. She could not dare to stand by and hear the cries of her increasingly hungry infant. Just imagine the relief of this breastfeeding mother 
emotional and physical, even when her emotional and physical, even when her daughter Miriam returns with her baby and says, he's alive, you can feed him and you will be paid for doing so. Praise God, praise God. Isn't God fantastic? Amen. She had to finally put her child on the river Nile, hoping and praying that there will be a good outcome. And our God, our God, our mighty God, used Pharaoh's daughter to save her, his, to save Moses and pay his mother to take care of him. Can you have it any better than that? That's displaying the love of a mother. Yeah. God is good. Another pivotal moment in the biblical story, the, the fervent prayers of one woman opened the pathway leading to the king of Israel. The book of Samuel 1, 1 Samuel, opens with Hannah, a barren woman, who expresses her longing to be a mother to God with great cries and tears year after year. While she prays at the temple, she's so earnest in her distress that the priest Eli thinks she is drunk. When God grants her request and opens her womb, she cares for her son until he is weaned and then delivers him to the temple so that he might serve the Lord. The boy is attentive to the voice of the Lord, a skill befitting the child of a praying woman, and he grows to be the very prophet who anoints the famous shepherd turned king of Israel, David, due to the word from the Lord. And as prayers were answered by his birth, and her faithfulness contributed to his discernment. She not only plays a pivot, a vital role in Samuel's story, but she also voices a powerful and influential hymn of praise. And that's in 1 Samuel 2, 1 through 10. You know, we have to really sit back and look at the challenges that mothers face today's time. There are many challenges for, they're coming right and left. There is, there is neglect. There is, I mean, looking down upon children, abandoning children. I mean, there are so many things, but a mother's love is what the Lord has placed in their hearts. He said, according to Pew Research Center, a national survey by the Pew Research Center conducted in February 16 through 14 among um, 2020 Americans find a, wide, a, a widespread belief that today's parents are not measuring up to the standard that parents set a generation ago. Mothers are seen as having the more difficult job, but they're also judged more harshly than than fathers, that puzzled me because mothers does so much sacrifice that we as fathers would only can only imagine. We have not really, really picked up that ball that mothers carry. But 
that's the perception that Americans um, have, according to this research. It says, so mothers are doing a worse job than mothers did 20 to 30 years ago. By comparison, fewer people, 47% said fathers are doing a worse job than fathers did 20 to 30 years ago. Working, the biggest challenge in raising children today, according to parents and non-parents alike, is dealing with the outside influences of society. Nearly four in 10 Americans, 38%, list social factors that, that when asked in an open-ended format to name the biggest challenge for parents today. Among the top concerns mentioned are drugs and alcohol, peer pressure, and the impact of television and other media. Moms in the US have faced challenges on multiple fronts, especially during the pandemic. Overall, 70% of Americans say that mothers today have a more difficult job than mothers did 30 years ago. With all of those negativities, we can, if we, if we sit back and look at the positive aspects, challenges that mothers actually enjoy doing because it is in their DNA, it is part of them. Their mothers have different roles. It is said a mother is definitely perceived to be one of the most important roles in our lives. A mother's role starts from being pregnant and maintaining a human life for nine months and eventually giving birth to a child with the risk of losing her life. How many mothers you have heard said, I want to have a child, but they don't know the outcome, but it, because it is in their DNA to desire that because the Lord has placed that in their heart. Giving birth is just the beginning of a mother's complex and significant role in raising a family throughout her life. Here are five roles of mothers in mothers, five roles of a mother in life that can help you understand depths of responsibility a mother must undertake. Uh, she must be a mother of the for the family. A mother can take the role of a manager for the family, considering the numerous dealings a mother must handle in a household. She must not only maintain the physical aspects of her family's life, but also the intangible elements, such as creating a lively environment for her husband and children for her entire life. She, she's, she's been a teacher for her children. She can generally agree, we can all generally agree that a mother must be able to be a teacher for her children. Mothers must be able to educate their children properly, properly by being the best model she can be for her child. She must be the greatest, the best chef, world's best chef. A mother must be able to fulfill the family's need from starting when you were a child up to now. So she is the best chef. She is the household, the household nurse. Can you imagine the tough responsibility that nurses endure? Imagine that role taken by your mother throughout your life. A mother 
would monitor what her child would eat, change their diapers when you're a baby, dedicate her entire time looking after her child and her husband. Financial controller. Mothers are the best financial controllers. Now they know where the rubber meets the road. We fathers, we think we just see it superficially, but she sees the main details of everything. Mother must be able to manage and control her family's finance situation well. The elements that must be managed range from money, money spent for basic needs, such as food, electric bills, recreational plans, and also savings. I see all of these, I see these in the mother of our children, Madge, my wife sitting beside me. And I have additions to that. She's a light sleeper at nights when the kids are ill, making sure they're fed before she eats, Teaches, teaching them the love of God, exemplifying the character of Christ in her life so that they could learn from her, teaching them the wisdom of God. When situations come, she prays for them to understand what thus says the Lord. And when we, when I read um, Proverbs 31, 25 to 29, it was about her. It was about Madge. I see that in her and the mothers out there. God bless all mothers. In whatever situation you find yourself, the Lord has a purpose. He says, God created you for a purpose and he will hold your hands to accomplish all that he created you to do. You are not alone, even if you're a single mother. And I'll ask Madge to pray to close. Let us pray. Father in heaven, today, we wanna to thank you for this wonderful day of life that you have given us. We want to thank you for the privilege of being mothers in so many different ways that you have blessed us to bless children, bless those around us with love and nurture, care, support, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, prayer. Father, we ask dear God today, the mothers who are hearing right now, Lord, wherever they are, whatever their situations are, some might be burdened. Some might be confused, some might be worried, some might be rejoicing. Father, there are so many different mixed emotions right now. But Lord, I ask your God that you will attend to each one of us individually, Lord, as you see our need. Lord, those who are grieving at this time, you promise to comfort their hearts. Lord, I pray, dear God, that you will give them a comforting spirit. Give them words of understanding, of clarity, dear God. Help them, Father, to go through this day with you, understanding. I pray, dear God, that the values that their loved ones have left with them, they will use it, Lord, in a way that will bring them even closer understanding and contentment and a little more peace, Father, in their grief. Lord, I thank you for those of us parents we're still parenting children here. Oh, Lord, we toil and we labor in, not in vain, because you promise that you will take care of our children. 
You promise that you will deliver them. You promise that you'll snatch them from the warriors and the fierce. You'll remove the plunder from the fierce. You promise God that you will stand and you will fight Satan. You will intercede on our behalf and that you will save our children. Lord, as spiritual mothers, we all want to see our children saved in the kingdom. And I ask dear God that you will bless us all. Bless them, Father. Continue to empower us as women that we realize that though we read and still read of the women in the Bible and how you use them, we today are in those same shoes. They're using us in mighty ways. Ways that sometimes, Father, we can't see the reward immediately, but eventually we will see it. Thank you, God. Blessing upon every mom today. I ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.